This is Anthems. My name is Marnie Woodmead. I have a uterus, I am a woman, and I am angry. As such, my word of the day is rage. A bit about me, I am 25 years and five months old. I'm generally speaking a pretty friendly and smiley person. I love my dog. I recently moved to London. I like to be outside and I have a nice job. I am also a sexual assault survivor who went through a long and arduous court case. In that court case, what was ultimately up for debate was who had the right to my body. Roe versus Wade, that drawn out case, the chattering away in legalese, made me feel like I was back in that place. Back in that witness booth at the mercy of a group of strangers who'd never met me, never thought about me, but who got to decide who and what got access to my body. When the first rumblings of Roe versus Wade began, to be honest, I didn't think about it. It was far away, I had just moved. I had a faint tingle of outrage, like a buzzing just outside of your hearing, but there were other things for me to worry about. Like many well-trained, traumatized brains, Mine felt the familiarity and took that feeling and hid it. Something to deal with at another time. That time came a week after the announcement. I was curled up in bed, feeling sorry for myself with a summer cold, with my phone propped up on a pillow to watch YouTube. What popped up was Olivia Rodrigo and Lily Allen at Glastonbury, singing Fuck You. Triggers can be anything. At the end of the four minutes, I could feel tears had been streaming down my face but sadness was not the emotion that I was feeling. Sadness was not the emotion that was bubbling in my stomach, tightening my shoulders and raising the color in my cheeks. There was something about the way that each of those names were checked. I thought about each of these people and the decisions that they had made. The people with wombs in America who just like me had had strangers tell them that no, actually your body is not your own. And it made me rage. When you walk into a courtroom as a victim, you're led through a back door, one that is sheltered from prying eyes. You have the option of a screen, so you do not have to look at your attacker. The booth is wooden and it comes up on three sides, and you're advised to look the jury in the eyes. It is important for them to know that you're a person. But despite all of these measures, these niceties, when you are a woman or your reproductive organs have the capability to grow a human and you go to a court about who has the right to your body, what can go when and where, you are also on trial. Your morals, your character, your humility, your mental health, your purity. Despite the constant reminder that it's just a trial, that other humans are just trying to make sense of the situation, you have a figure in front of you whose job it is to wedge you into a box. Will you be a femme fatale? hysterical and unable to control your emotions, or maybe a naive girl who hasn't thought about the consequences. This figure considers you as a stereotype, a projection, but not a person. For me, my figure was one prosecutor, one man, tall and thin with a coiled wig and black robe shrouding an immaculately tailored suit. But for the 167 million women in America, it's five people. Amy Coney Barrett, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Clarence Thomas.
and they have called women in America and all around the world into that witness box with me to chatter over us with their jargon, their opinions, their emotional statements that cry and bang their fists against the floor, all the while claiming neutrality and fairness. They wield an arm of justice, screaming over protesting voices with the righteousness of law. They get to call us ridiculous, to tell us to be more careful, to tell us that we don't know what we want, it must be enforced in us, to say with certainty that no, we don't get to decide what happens to our bodies. My attacker was convicted, so I guess in legal terms, I won. But it never felt like that. Women should not forever be put in these situations. Their morality should not be tied to the control of their bodies. The only thing that felt like a victory was getting to look that prosecutor in the eye, that shrouded, untouchable figure, and tell him that it was not I who was being ridiculous, not I who should have been more careful. I got to focus my rage on him to tell him with an unwavering voice that I knew what I wanted to happen to my body. And anything or anyone else who tampered with it was a violation. This was when I felt my power and agency, like my anger had a point. It's important to note that my rage comes from a small white body, a body that is perceived as unthreatening. It is important to note because this perception comes from privilege. Not everyone's rage would be met in the same way as mine. My expressions of rage might be trivialised, but they are unlikely to be seen as dangerous. When you are on trial, they will throw every prejudice a jury could have against you. They will allude to your race, your sexuality, your size, all the while claiming that they are just stating the facts. If you are angry about this, then they will try to use it against you. That shrouded figure will look at the jury out the side of his eye, gesturing towards you, as if to say, see what I mean? The act of the Supreme Court felt just like that man talking at me, trying to project his own ideas about me and my life to fit his own agenda. It is designed to take away your power and your autonomy, to make you feel hopeless and alone and to make you quiet. But I do not feel quiet. I feel loud and very pissed off. And seeing these other women, be it Olivia Rodrigo, activists in the USA or elsewhere, hold the justices accountable, name their attackers, express their anger and their rage. This gives me solace and this gives me power. Agency over your own body is a right, not privilege. I hope that any other people out there who have their own shady figure making them question this know that they are not alone. There are people out there willing to direct their rage for change. So to Amy, Neil, Brett, Samuel and Clarence, fuck you. Rage definition, a period of extreme or violent anger.